Hey, you. Yeah, you. You ever been to camp? Look at you. Of course you haven't. You're a wrestling fan. But Killian McMurphy and Big Dust are here to let you in on a little secret. You can go to Camp Leapfrog on IWTV. You looking for wrestling that's fun? Wrestling that's different? Wrestling that everyone's gonna love? Or are you just looking for Killian McMurphy to beat the snot out of some geek? That's Camp Leapfrog on IWTV. Tune in now, nerds. This is the privileged TJ Howell III, and you're listening to the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. What is going on, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of What's Up Wrestler, a podcast by Nerds of Wrestling. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio, and my guest at this very time is TJ Howell III. What is going, going on, on my guy? What's going on, bro? How are you? Dude, I can't complain. Can't complain. I mean, Living I, I can dream? complain a little bit. I, I, have, I have a week. I have less than a week left. As Caddy Howell the Third, I actually I'm I'm a little excited for that. I mean that sounds that sounds good to me, man. Uh, but before we talk about that, man, how are you, bro? How's life? Uh, I think this was this uh, this podcast is very long overdue. Sorry for the flippantly flop. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy, to, uh, oh, happy to finally do this. Hey, busy busy lives, you know. I'm I'm out on yachts, and you're interviewing everybody in the WWE. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, no big deal. No big deal. I just interviewed Sasha Banks. No big deal. Right. Right, cause she just had, she should have had her at the same time as me. It would have made things so much easier. Right, I, I feel I feel the same, <laughs> bro. Uh, I love the shirt you're rocking, by the way, man. Hey. Boston, Red Sox all day. I gotta, I gotta represent, you know. And that's part, you know, part partner in in that Fenway organization, you know. <laughs> Has TJ Howell the third always been a uh, Red Sox fan? Oh man, my whole life. Uh, and everybody says the same thing. It's like they see my age. I'm 27, so they're like, "Oh, did you start liking them when they started winning?" It's like, no, I didn't. My whole family was Yankee fans from the the beginning. Like, I was young and I was rebellious as any kid would be. And they're all Giants fans, Yankee fans, uh, Ranger fans. I have some Detroit fans and like, you know, Chicago Bulls fans. And I'm just like, I'm bossing everything, you know? And then that's what I started getting into for sports. I I did not know you were 27, bro. I thought you were like 25, 24. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Me me too. I'll I'll take a couple years back, you know? Right, right. I work with kids and uh, they always come up to me. They go, "Uh, Mr. Justin, how old are you? Like 30, like like 38, 40? I'm Mm -hmm. like. Mr. Justin on top of that. So it's yeah. like it adds it adds a little age to that, you know? <laughs> right. I'm 27. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm right. <laughs> a little class of 2012 in here. That's good. Right, right. You know, I, I tell them, I hope I look like this when I'm 40, you know? Same. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, get carded till I'm 40. I'm, I'm in. 
Right, no, I, I, I can't even tell you the last time I got carded. I wish I could get carded now. Nobody yeah. has my ID anymore. It's like this is, this is the only even... thing that helps me not get carded. If I if I shave it, it's like, sir, are your parents here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're in the car. <laughs> yeah, they sent me in. They sent me in to get this six pack of beer. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, let's talk about wrestling, though, because you said you're 27 and you're a Red Sox fan. I definitely want to talk to you about that later yeah. on in the podcast. But let, let's talk about wrestling, bro. Uh, growing up watching wrestling, were you always a wrestling fan? Who did you always. idolize? Uh, who was your favorite wrestler? Oh, man, I came into it a little a little later than most of my friend group. So my first match I ever saw was... WrestleMania 17, I had just gotten to my friend's house, and it was the TLC2 match between the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudley Boys. And it, it's cliche, like, for, for somebody my age, and they're like, oh, so you didn't you didn't see, like, you know, you know, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and all those matches. No, that not even close to my first match. You know, that was my first WrestleMania. That's the first thing I remembered, and, like, I was hooked after that. I watched Raw immediately the day after, watched every Raw and SmackDown. Even like when we had the days where we had the little VHSs where you can record in that TV every single night because, you know, bedtime for little TJ Howell the third was uh, was seven o'clock. Oh, Always made sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Italian parents. So it's a little strict, you know. <laughs> so I always made sure I recorded, watch it in the morning before I went to school. And, you know, always I was always into it after that. You grew up, like, you said you started watching it a lot later than all your friends, bro. Like, I started watching in 06. Like, I did not watch in 01. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know okay, I don't, feel, I don't feel as bad. But a lot of my friends were already watching it. Well, so I'm like, a lot of my a lot of my friends have older siblings. I only have one sibling, and she's 36, and she has cerebral palsy. So she never, like, watched wrestling or anything yeah. like that. Like, she had her shows, like, Full House. Uh, Will and Grace, Seven Heaven, like like sitcoms and stuff right. like that for her. But I never had like besides like sports, really like my kind of show. So my dad wasn't even into it, and then I started watching it because my friends did, and uh, created two wrestling fans because he's an even bigger fan than I am. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, WrestleMania seventeen, bro, one of the best WrestleManias of all time. Uh, I feel like. So. Like still to this day, I feel like yeah. everybody who's a wrestling fan will tell you WrestleMania 17 is the greatest WrestleMania of all time. It, and it took one match for me to hook me, and I, I wasn't even there for the entire show. And you just, I mean, if you talk about WrestleMania 17, a lot of people remember that TLC match very vividly mm -hmm. because, yeah. yeah, a lot of matches in that WrestleMania happened, but that one match like was like the best match of the entire night, like even even to this day. I had no idea what wrestling was at that point, but seeing seeing a them continuously risk their bodies, put their bodies on the line, Edge getting spearing Jeff Hardy off the top of the ladder obviously is like the most talked about thing from that match. But right. like everything in that match, all the things Jeff Hardy did, all the things that Dudley's did, the people that get involved in the story, and that's like. That's like a big thing for me. Like I was, I was never a moves guy necessarily afterwards. Like I loved stories. Like if you had a good story with me, like people talk about great wrestling matches. I like overall great stories. Right. 
because going into a wrestling match, what's the story? What's the reason you guys are wrestling for? Like, yeah, that's what you got to focus on. That's what makes people love you more. You could, like, everybody wants to be a good wrestler, but if you're a good wrestler that can't tell a story, then you're not really doing your job. You know, um, agree, agree to disagree, but a lot of wrestling nowadays don't really have those stories in wrestling anymore. It's like, okay, we're just gonna have you two wrestle and that's it. Okay, but why? Yeah, like, well, right. why are you wrestling? What's what, what's that story? Oh, no, just go wrestle, right? Just okay. go wrestle, you know, wrestle five, 10, 15, 20 minutes, and... right? Right, you're not in. If, if if it's not if it's not leading to something, I don't know. I just feel like I I enjoy things more that lead to a future or have developed in the past to lead to now. You know, right. there's got to be some sort of blow off. Speaking of stories, uh, what are your favorite storylines from WWE or any other wrestling promotion out there? Of all time, John Cena and Cena Punk, Money okay. in the Bank, 2011. I yeah. I go back to that promo. Every chance I get, like if there's a time where I'm I'm like lacking motivation or inspiration, like I need that little like pick me up or or right. or like that fire to spark. I watch that that lead up promo, that whole video package beforehand of the match, and I'm hooked all over again. Like it was my first time. Not only there, not only was their match at Money in the Bank 2011 a banger, but their match at you know. uh Night of Champions in 2012 was yeah. a banger as well. And it's crazy to think like every time those two went in the ring, they told an amazing story. They were wrestling for a certain reason, not just to wrestle. Well, they were wrestling because yeah. they hated each other and they wanted to beat the shit out of each other. And, and as much as my generation, well, our generation right. likes to hate John Cena, you have to like remember too that he's a big part of that. Like CM Punk was CM Punk. Nope. I don't think anybody like can catch fire like he did in that like a year and a half span. Right. It, it was it was really like something that we may not see again for a long time. Um, but like having Cena there, like you saw meaningful matches and meaningful stories. Like you throw in like Chris Jericho, you throw in right. Daniel Bryan, you throw in all the other opponents that he had. He had good feuds, but there's just something special about him and John every time they touched. I feel like anybody who works with Cena, like you're gonna have a great story because Cena's been there for since 2002. So he knows how to do it. He knows how to do it. And look at all these rivalries he had. My favorite storyline, personally, is once I started watching wrestling was Edge, Edge and Cena back in '06. Yeah. You know their their matches leading into like Unforgiven. Their matches at like SummerSlam or you know the the. The cab, the money they cash in at New Year's Revolution. It's just a whole whirlwind of occurrences that that happened with Cena and Edge. And in my opinion, Cena, excuse me, Edge was the greatest heel of our generation. Yeah, mm. definitely. I I hated him as a kid. So I mean, right. he he definitely did his job. He wasn't like that that cool guy like you would think now. Like when Kevin Owens got hot. Like if I was younger, I would have been like. Wow, this dude's a dick, but he's so cool. But right. you have Edge; he's just a dick, and you just you want to you want to look at him and just slap him in the mouth, you know? Right. It, it was always, him. yeah. I mean, and he had Lita too, and nobody else could have him. Right, yeah. right. You see, the, uh, <laughs> you see that belt right behind me, the WWE spinner. For those who are listening, I have the WWE spinner. Cena was yeah. one of the main reasons why I got that title was because you know 
that's when I started watching wrestling, and that title holds a very special place in my heart. And a lot yeah. of people hate that belt. They're like, "Why would you spend?" Because it's something special to me. I love that shit. Like, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, so okay, so I have I have the world heavyweight title, not the, not the WWE title. Yeah, the big gold. I have nice. the big gold. Uh, I also really the next belt if I get one is going to be the classic Intercontinental, not the not the, like the one they have now, the one. Not the one before, the one before that, like in the middle, like the two thousand one ish. Okay. Like mainly around Jeff Hardy's. So okay, like that obviously gives away who my favorite wrestler growing up was. But uh, like the Jeff Hardy like Intercontinental Title reigns, like that was my favorite title. Like if you if you see me in, you know, with a creative player in like a WWE two K or whatever, ninety nine percent of the time I put that title on myself. <laughs> I thought you meant the white one. I'm like, bro, I got that one too. Uh, yeah, the not, not, not the white one. one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway, man, let's talk more about you. Uh, how did TJ Howell become TJ Howell? What was your drive to start uh, training to become a professional wrestler? Oh, man, it was a long road. So uh, I was going to, and I think you probably remember, I was going to NEW shows. You may not remember because I was – I was I wasn't a quiet fan, but like I'm not a fan that's vocal about that very often. So I was going to a lot of NEW shows once I like discovered that there is independent wrestling around me. Um, I had a lot of friends that were into it. I would go in groups, whatever. And there was one day where like I remember Vince Barry announcing in the middle of the ring there's going to be a school in Danbury. And I was like, well, that's cool. I don't want to go all the way to Danbury to to do that though because I didn't know if that's something I really wanted to do. So fast forward, uh, one of my best friends um, started training with Slick in Waterbury, Connecticut um, at Norm's gym. And he said, hey, this is the real like Marcus and I like that is my best friend growing up. And we were both into wrestling. He's the one who got me into wrestling. He and a combination of people. Uh, but he and I always were like going to shows together and like go whenever like they would go to Hartford, go there. And, you know, he he and I would do all the nerdy shit, you know, when it came in the wrestling. Yeah. It was, it was like, that was my go-to. Um, he started wrestling for slick and started training. They took a break because they could in the winter seasons, the way the worms gym was there. They like would train in like this back caged in open area where it's exposed to the outside. Right. So he was like, Hey, when, when we start up again, you should really come down, see if you like it and go from there. So, Marcus uh, had me come down and I met Slick Wagner Brown for the first time. I met, if you remember who uh, Johnny Ramirez is, El Tornado. Yep. Um, there was Ty Shine, obviously, was there. Um, and I had one other student. Um, Lucky Gavin James was his uh, gimmick. Um, he's not on the scene anymore, neither is Tornado. But those were my three main guys with Marcus that I was there for. So I got into the ring, our small, tiny ring at the time. I was I was hooked from day one. Right. I was like itching to stay in there, getting back to it. And, you know, we were we were two days a week, you know, in this like little like I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of the early shows. It was just this, this small room. Yeah. Um, a little bigger than what we have now, but no AC, no heat. <laughs> we're out there freezing our ball balls off our sweating to the point where like I can't even breathe. It was it was like no in between ever. 
Uh, it was like maybe one or two perfect classes of weather and that's it. Um, but we were into it. We loved it. And, uh, you know, I had, I had full, full steam ahead from there, man. I, I loved it, you know, and I'll, I'll never forget taking my first bump. Uh, right. Slick Wagner Brown said, Hey, do you know how to take a back bump? And I said, no, he was like, well, you do it like this. And he demonstrated. It's like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you a clothesline. That man clotheslined me through the ring, through the floor, down to the core of the earth. And he says, good sell. I wasn't selling. I'll say it to this day. I wasn't selling. I'll bring that up every chance I get. <laughs> you were not selling. Like, you were. Oh, no. He's 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 way too strong. If you ever see me and Slick in the same ring, I'm just going to lay down and he just can pin me. <laughs> I was talking to uh, I was talking to Jordan Rowe a couple weeks ago. Shout out to him. Uh, it's crazy how Slick is still doing his thing, still wrestling. Yeah. I mentioned on the podcast with Jordan. I I met Slick almost ten years ago at uh, a show in uh, Connecticut, CTWE. Yeah. He was wrestling there, doing his thing, and then CTWE ended, and I haven't I haven't really kept up with like you know wrestling after that, independent yeah. wrestling especially. And then once I heard about Tessa Shrank and Slick Rocker and Brown, I'm like, holy shit, he's still around? Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Yo, TOS is uh, TOS is something special, man. Uh, but after your initial training was done, how long did it take you to get booked in your first match? Um, So I would say, I'd say roughly probably about like almost a year. Um, and Fair. we didn't have the school shows like we do now. Um, so our first show was training day one, uh, training day one. If you ever see the poster, it's, uh, there's a picture of Christian Casanova and it's in his original gimmick with the Michael Jackson hat and, yep, and the glove. Gimmick, all that. Yep. Oh man. And then you have Josh Briggs. You have, oh, you have wow, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby slick. Um, I think Johnny Torres, like JC Rodriguez, like it was a, it was a very exclusive card. Uh, very small, like only a few matches compared to what we usually have now. Right. Um, but like, you think it, you think about how like big that is compared to now. It's like, what yeah. if you had these names here now? Like, right. I know we just had Eddie Edwards and stuff, but you got two guys on that card that that are in NXT, and it's just showing you how much you know people grow and we grow. Especially in Connecticut, man. Uh, Connecticut yeah. wrestling, in Connecticut is so big. So many people who train here in New England, not Connecticut, but wrestling in Connecticut, but training in New England, man. There, there's been a shit ton of wrestlers who've made it big, and I'm sure you know that. You know, Briggs, yeah. Casanova, Sasha Banks, yeah. uh, Anthony Green. That's that's just to name a few. Uh, yeah. On top it, of that, this, I like four this whole like eighty. This whole New England scene just has. We have okay. We have the luxury of having people that are so talented and work well with us and are willing to help us. And that right. elevates our game. You know, Alex Rojas says that every single event, every single moment he can. And it's true. Like we do what we can to elevate our game. You know, you see all the guys that we have had come to TOS and leave TOS and now they're on to bigger and better things or they're getting there. You know, it's sky's the limit as long as you have an open mind. Right. Right. And I feel like if you have an open mind, uh, you're, you're going to definitely go far in wrestling. Uh, you yeah. just do what you got to do in wrestling. And 
that's it. Uh, you know, so you said it took you a year to train and get booked. What was your first match? What was your mindset going into the ring <laughs> in front of an actual crowd? Uh, so we had a very small crowd, but that's okay because any crowd is a good crowd. Um, right. I was in a gauntlet match where um, initially we had two people that were supposed to go ahead of us, but they weren't there yet. <laughs> so oh. I'm, I'm completely like, I'm like, what do I do in this situation? So um, the guy that I was originally going to have my first match with uh, wasn't there yet. So they were like, okay, we're skipping the order. So instead of me coming out like fifth or sixth in the gauntlet or whatever it was, I was coming out second after uh, the, the first person got eliminated. And I had JC Rodriguez, and I'll never forget it. I was nervous. I was stomping on him, tripping on him, because uh, I was supposed to be – I was the – if you ever see pictures of it, Fogman posts him. You know, yeah. once a year in his memories, I was Tyler from State Farm. Wearing the red polo. I had the khakis. <laughs> oh, my God. Tyler from State if Farm? If you ask Slick White or Brown to this day, he still thinks I should be Tyler from State Farm. I'm like, no, absolutely not. He was like, there was money there. No, no. <laughs> So I'm Tyler from State Farm coming out, and I'm looking at JC with a clipboard, kicks the clipboard out of my hand, starts whooping my ass. Right. And I, I just remember, you know, going through the motions. I was tripping over him. I was nervous. I wasn't really, like, focusing on the crowd or anything. And then we get to our finish, and I'm supposed to jump into JC's arms. Right. I just remember – I like tripped over myself and I jumped so low, but this guy is so strong. He hulks me up and hits me with his finish. And that was my first experience in a match ever. Tyler from State Farm. Oh my God. <laughs> Not just State Farm. We're talking about ST number eight farm. Right. Of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> holy shit. What, what, what the hell made you come up with that gimmick? Um, so I used to work up the road from the Watertown location. Um, at a Honda dealership in Watertown. And there'd be days that I I work and I go straight to training. So on days that I accidentally forgot to bring like my my shorts or my pads or whatever, like I always had an extra pair of pads with me, but I never right. had my clothes with me. So I would have to wrestle in my khakis and train in my khakis. So that became the running joke. And then they were like, seriously, what what do we do? And somebody said, Tyler from State Farm, and I'm like, ah, okay, <laughs> wasn't my choice. Now was but, that like a one, was that like a one time thing or was? Oh, like, it was like, oh man, it was like, it was like a four time thing. <laughs> that's not terrible. At least it wasn't like like two years. Yeah, right. I would say it was a good portion of like I don't know, maybe six months to a year. Um, and then we moved to uh, East Hartford, and thankfully I ditched that, but came up with an even worse gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh god let's hear it so i'm a lifelong baseball player uh, and uh okay. so my my real last name is leo pizzo which is like really hard to pronounce and i play a lot of video games growing up and i was created my player in like 2k and like you know any mlb madden wwe right. game so i started calling myself tj johnson instead of Leo Pizzo because they actually had like the audio for Johnson. And I was like, you know, right. why, why not? Right. 
So here comes TJ Johnson at Test of Strength Wrestling in East Hartford, Connecticut, this baseball gimmick. I'm wearing a, a purple cutoff shirt and baseball pants. And I'm wearing eye black, and people are confused because they're like, is that supposed to be like war paint? And it's like, it's eye black. And I'm wearing a black. Yeah, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a purple and black snapback. And nobody's really getting the gimmick other than the fact that I wore baseball pants and that I like tagged with this like rest in peace, uh El Jabroni uh one time and I gave him like a wiffle ball bat and I had a real baseball bat and people still didn't understand. So I was like, Yeah, this is, you know, not catching. It was my idea, horrible idea. But then, you know, better things come along. You know, you, you have you have the right people around you. you right. Your your father makes some, you know, great investments. And then he could just come up with names like this. The privileged yeah, TJ yeah. Howell the third. I love it. I mean, I, I feel like TJ Howell the third is a lot better than uh TJ Johnson in uh, <laughs> was it J, uh, TJ or something from State Farm? Yeah, Oh my god. Now, here's the question. Do you know what how the third comes from? I do not. So it's kind of like a uh, and thank Dan the man for this and Alex Rojas for this. It's a it's a wordplay. It's kind of like it's something like I'm a modern day like douchey kind of guy. You know, I'm a rich kid, you know, silver spoon. But for the the older folk that watched, you know, TV like 10, 20, 30 years ago, Gilligan's Island, there was a rich guy named Thurston Howell the Third. So it's kind of like a wordplay. Yeah, it's 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 something for something for this generation, because I do everything that this generation's like rich kid type would do. Right. And it's a wordplay for people to understand that are older and have watched Gilligan's Island. Yeah, see, see I would never never would have guessed that, man. If you didn't yeah. tell me, I would have been like Wow, I, I I probably wouldn't be able to see tonight. Like thinking, where the hell did that yeah. come from? Yeah, and I only I only knew what it was because my my Italian grandparents would watch it when I was younger, so I had no choice. Because <laughs> then, if you ask them to change the channel, they tell you to shut up in a language that you don't understand. Shut up and watch the show. Stop. Yeah, right. It's oh, like funny. what you got is what you get, you know. Right. So, other than Tessa Strength Wrestling, man, I know you mentioned. Uh, Northeast Wrestling before you used to go to all their shows. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned it before, and I'll say it again. We're so fortunate to have so much wrestling in Connecticut. Oh yeah. Uh, what promotions do you have your eyes set on? Where do you want to wrestle? Where do you see TJ Hell the third wrestling? NEW is like in in New England. That's always been something I wanted to do um, because I was always a fan there. I would always go to the Waterbury shows, the Bethany shows, the Bethany. Bethany Town Hall is Amazing. like uh, there's something about that building in that it's just a small building, small arena, but wrestling is different there. You know, um, I fell in love with pretty much every venue that we've had TOS at, um, with the exception of, you know, maybe one place and I won't say it out loud, but um, I've I, I loved Northampton. Um, we have new places coming, hopefully that, you know, give us a little bit bigger feel. Like we have a place in Waterbury coming up at the Elks Lodge, um, for the October 2nd one. Um, I, I just, there's nothing that I felt like Bethany though. It's, it was weird. Like it was as a fan, I haven't been able to experience it as a worker yet. Um, but that's, that's definitely on the list, you know, and 
and I, and I'd love to just work wherever people want me to work. You know, I'll, I'll go anywhere. If, if I'm asked to go somewhere, I'll go. There you go. Uh, growing up though, like, have you, were you like a fan of independent wrestling? Did you even know what independent wrestling was? Honestly, no, I just thought it was WWE and that was it. Um, right. I didn't really yeah. know of like the Indies until probably high school. Um, and that's when oh, you started right. getting like the, like the Crosby high school and, and, you know, seeing Brian Anthony on the flyers and right. you guys like that. Um, like seeing all the local guys like come down. Like the only thing I knew that wrestlers did besides WWE was like when they would go to like autograph signings. Um, right. Cause you're, you're from, you're from kind of like the same area, like in Waterbury and all that. Right. Yeah. I'm in the brand. Okay. So like you're familiar when they like did it at like Westfields or like right, West yeah. farms malls. Yeah. So they, yep. they did a lot of those and that's, that was my, how do I say it? Those were my like wrestling events besides going to the shows when I was growing up. Like I remember meeting Matt and Jeff Hardy and having pictures nice. of them. I somewhere stashed in a in a folder of a lot of autograph stuff. I have a picture with John Cena, um, in the old Chain Gang camo gear, which obviously to our generation now is pointless because it's like John Cena and camo. <laughs> um, uh, right over my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've met I've met Cena. Oh, Maria Canales was there at the same time. Um, and I've met the Hardys. Um, I think the Dudleys had gone. I have a couple of different like sets of autographs, but right. like when they were in the WWE, like they would come out there a lot more often. So that was something that like I did besides watch wrestling. That was like my indie kind of experience, even though that's not the indies. Awesome, man. I love that. Let's stop talking about wrestling for a while. You're a Red Sox fan. I'm yes, a Sox I am. Fan. Um, my, I, like I said, I didn't know you were uh, 27. Uh, I got I got to talk to you about uh, both of us were the same age when yep. the 2004 season was going on. Mm-hmm. So if you were to, like, like me as a 10-year-old Justin, I'm, I'm massive into wrestling, but when it comes to the Red Sox, don't, don't with me because I won't yeah. go off on you. Like, yeah, if it's like, it's like, don't don't mess with me about the Red Sox. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Those, those are my boys. I've been a Red Sox fan for over 20, 20 years. Uh, That's it. Yeah. What was going you know. through your mind? Right. What, what was going through your mind as a 10 year old, you know, Tyler <sighs> watching these games in the 2004 ALCS? Obviously, Red Sox are down three yeah. games to none. And all they had to do, all the Yankees had to do was win one more and we bounced yeah. back. And obviously, we know what happens. Quite often, uh, I spent like important sporting events at one of my cousin's house and, you know, they were big Yankee fans and her husband that she recently had married at the time, who they're still married to, uh, also Yankees fans. So they, they would like bust on me like, you know, they're just going to choke because of what happened in 2003 and right, yep. bring up every year in the past that the Red Sox choked and all of that. So we got, we have... Dave Roberts steals second. We have the Red Sox pull off a miraculous game four win in the uh, ALCS. And I'm sitting there saying, we have a chance. And they're laughing, they're joking. And I'm like, okay. And then they come all the way back and win the ALCS. And then go on to win the World Series. 
Four games to none. Swipe the Cardinals. Like, I don't know if you had the same feeling when I was a kid. Like, I didn't expect for any of that to happen. Like, I was just getting into baseball probably a couple years before that. Like, I had no idea about anything. I'll be honest with you. My favorite player of all time um, to watch that isn't a Red Sox is Derek Jeter. So it was kind of hard to, like, it was hard to say anything bad about Jeter while any of this was going on. But it was like, man, the rivalry is just so – like, I'm sure you could compare it to now, like – like you have the Yankees and the Red Sox on right now, and it's it's not it's not the same rivalry. It's not, like it's it's shit. Yeah, it it's new faces, new names, and new people to hate, new people to love, but it's not the same thing. You don't have Mo versus Poppy. You don't have Manny versus you know um, Mike Messina. You know, right. like just different like matchups and stuff. And like you know, I know these guys like loved each other behind the scenes, and I only know that because I like read everything baseball and I watch everything baseball. Um, but man, let me tell you, if I was, a, if I was my age back then and I'm soaking in the Red Sox win the world series in 2004, right. I'm calling out of work that entire week. <laughs> right. I'm, yes. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere, but to the Boston, uh, the Boston duck parade yep. that they yep. did. Right. Yep. I, I went to the last two, you know, um, nice. I went to uh, I went to the Patriots when they won the Super Bowl, and when the Red Sox won the World Series in eighteen, and I went to uh, the 2013 World Series uh, celebration too. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I remember, yeah. so I I remember watching uh, Game Three of the Red Sox Yankees uh, 04. Remember the Red Sox lost? What was it, nineteen to eight? I still remember the score. It's crazy. Uh-huh. I'm and, hiding. And I'm hiding back in the corner currently, talking about I, that. I'm crying, bro. I'm at my grandma's house. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm like, the Red Sox are dying. The Red Sox are going to lose again. What the fuck? Red Sox, yeah. come on. And then I remember watching Game 4 at uh, at home the next day with my dad, with my stepdad. And I'm getting tired. I'm like, they're done. They're they're not going to win. I think yeah. the Red Sox are losing. I was like, I'm going to bed. Fuck, fuck this. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just going to go to cry myself to sleep. And I remember like it was yesterday. My mom woke me up for school the next day. And she goes, Justin, Justin. Get up for school, but hey, guess what? Guess what? The Red Sox won. The Red Sox won. And Dave Ortiz hit a walk off home run. I'm like, no, they didn't. You're lying. Watch the highlights. Mm-hmm. I see, see everything that happens. Dave Roberts steals second. Uh, who was it? Uh, Bill Miller hits a single. Yeah. Um, right up the middle. Dave Roberts scores, ties the game, and they go to extra innings. And of course, uh, Dave Ortiz hits a walk off. Uh, but my God, bro, like, like. Ten year old me knew what was going on. Yes, I was young, but I knew the I knew what was happening. Like I knew yeah. the if the Red Sox lose, this is it. Like they're done. Like I knew it wasn't just like oh no, they're done. No, no, they're done. They're eliminated. Like that's it. Like no more for the rest of the year. I usually tell people that don't understand like how important that moment was is to it's this is sound really corny, but I tell them to watch Fever Pitch because yes. that literally depicts how every Red Sox fan should have felt in that moment. You've been beat up for 86 years straight. You've been given hope and it's been ripped away from you. Yep. And then the payoff is just, it's incredible. Dude, I, I like, I was so looking forward to talking to you because I knew you were a Red Sox fan. I'm like, I got to talk to this guy about, you know, yeah. the Red Sox about 2004. Like, like I said, I didn't know you were 27. So you and I were the exact same age when all this was yeah. going on. It's crazy. 
Uh, but oh man, uh, other than you know Red Sox, other than baseball, wrestling, what does TJ like? What are you? What are your Netflix uh, binge-worthy shows to watch? <laughs> Oh, binge-worthy shows. Oh, we're not going to talk about my rom-coms then. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> oh man, uh, I've been I've been like back and forth hooked on Outer Banks. Uh, okay. Like I just finished uh, the last show that I watched a couple months ago was Manifest. All three seasons that had me hooked. Um, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. I'll go back to. Like between Outer Banks and Cobra Kai, like if I need something to watch, even as background noise or just something right. to rewatch that I know I'm gonna like, those are my two on Netflix. Um, if I'm switching over platforms, I'll either a go to Disney Plus and just pick something Marvel because right. you know, I'm a I'm a huge Captain America fan. Um, or I'll go to Hulu and I'll watch all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother in like a two week span again because that's just you know I've been doing that for. The eight years that it's been canceled, right? Was it canceled or did it? Well, it finale? finished. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, but they were they were gonna go more, but you know, no, they, I feel like they're... I feel like, what was it nine seasons? Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> was, was a good run. Like, it's yeah, not it was like a good Friends, run. Dude. It's not like Friends where they went on like like ten seasons, eleven seasons. Yeah, I I can't binge Friends. People people love Friends, and I just can't binge it's it like right. I could binge How I Met Your Mother. Uh, do you watch The Office? Uh, I have. And I love The Office, but it is not like my. I'm not gonna put How I Met Your Mother over it. Like I will still watch it, right? That's for sure. But I'm not gonna put How I Met Your Mother over The Office. Damn. Or I'm man. not gonna put The Office over How I Met Your Mother. Right, right. I, I, I yeah. get what you were saying. My God, what? What's wrong with you, man? Come on. Come on. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, I I grew up. I grew up watching all these sitcoms like Boy right. Meets World when I was younger. Classic. Is the show. I watched all of Girl Meets World just so I could see all the original characters. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty good. It, it wasn't bad. It was still pretty good. <laughs> so, so I hate remakes. I hate these freaking kiddish remakes. All you because, like I said, I work with kids. All these kids come up to me. Do you watch Girl yeah. Meets World? I'm like, no. Get away from me. Watch Boy Meets World. <laughs> right. Watch the original before watch you watch original. that one, huh? And exactly. like, you have kids that don't even know what Boy Meets World is, and it's like. My heart. I'm not gonna lie though. I I really I, I low key did enjoy Girl Meets World. I'm like this was actually pretty good. It wasn't terrible. It was not gonna lie to you. Even full. If you haven't watched it, Fuller House is even good. I don't know, man. It was a nostalgia for me, right? Because House, right. that was that was another show like my sister like used to watch all the time. So like when I was home, coming home from school, Just like I would watch that with her. Um, but I was like, yeah, it's you know, it's it's corny. It's like really really corny. Yeah, but like I was in it for the nostalgia. Yeah, that's what it was. I watched the. Uh, I only watched the first two seasons, and after that, I was like, "Yeah, I can't get into this." I tried to watch <laughs> season three. I was like, "I can't do it. it it's so yeah. bad. It's just me." With the yeah. with the Steve situation, come on. Yeah, well, God, whatever. <laughs> um, you were talking about Cobra Kai. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you know. Going completely off topic on this podcast, I'm gonna put Rhode Island Comic Con over for a second. They're all gonna be there, bro. Everybody's gonna be there from that show. They got everybody except um Danny. They don't got Danny yet, but they got Johnny, they got Miguel, Hawk, uh Sam, Tori. Tori. They got I mean, other ball people, they got Tori. I mean, I love Tori, but who likes who likes Danny anyway? Fuck it, right? <laughs> no, I want to be Danny, dude. What? I would love to be dumb, Mr. LaRusso. Come on. It's a it's a loose joke, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, 
it's funny because how I met your mother touches on this. And um, I always felt this way growing up uh, when I watched karate kid, I didn't fully like, like I liked Danny, but I was right. like, there's always something like off about his character. And I was like, why is he a good guy? But he's such a dick. Yeah. And then you, you find out that like, really like, you know, it was supposed to be Johnny. That was supposed to be the, well, he's not supposed to be the good guy, but he's like the, the, you know what I mean? Like you know, he's like, yo, why, like I, I'm not bothering you. Stop bothering me. Just leave it. Right. Here. And then, and then here comes Daniel LaRusso tries to steal his girl. And, you know, <laughs> we're just going to forget all the other bad shit Johnny did to him, you know, beat him right. up 50,000 times. <laughs> did it, didn't they make up at the end of the movie? Like Johnny was like, oh, you're not that kid. And then that was it. And, that, yeah. and then, then they hate each other. Pretty much like an acknowledgement. But yeah. I love the way I love the way Cobra Kai um, always brings back like the tough thing about some shows and some like remakes and stuff is that they don't like point back to the original show. Um, I like how they do explain things Yeah. Um, with every character that even like for somebody that you or I may know exactly who's coming for the next season. Um, some of the new viewers may not. You know, some of the young kids that might be getting into it may not know who um, John Kreese is when he first debuts, you know, and like even for all his friends, because they were all there in the original series. Right. Like, and they're they're trying to stay pretty like clean with like bringing the same actors back and stuff. So that's pretty cool. But like even like answering things like how John Kreese became the way that he was, which was pretty cool to watch, like just the way they explain things. And the way they do things and even like a lot of people say they don't like how quick the show moves because like you know miguel goes from being you know not able to walk to being able to walk in like one episode but that's how fast the karate kid movies moved so that's how fast cobra kai needs to move fair enough yeah i mean i, I, mean, what, what, I, I love it what were you expecting what were you expecting? Miguel never walk again? I mean, right. I, was, I, was, I mean, I was like, I was like, God, I hope they don't, I hope they don't kill him off. I hope they don't kill him off. Please don't kill him off. I'll be pissed. But, but looking back, I'm like, they can't kill him off. He's like the most yeah. important character. Have you ever watched Friday Night Lights? No, never did. No. So there's a character. Well, there's a character that episode one, he's like the star athlete, and then he gets a like a life threatening injury that paralyzes him, so he's no longer. Uh, that star athlete and he's around for the entire show and it's like he always comes back to being the star athlete and it's like you know that's that's a perfect comparison uh where you have that sometimes and sometimes you don't i mean yeah right like i I never watched fire night lights i heard i heard it was a good show maybe i'll check it out maybe i won't if you're into football it definitely is um it definitely is something like worth going through at least once Right, no, for sure. And you're into football. Uh, you said you're a uh, a Patriots fan. Yes, I am. Uh, I don't. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, they're not good. <laughs> so I, I, what are they like? One, one and two. Yeah, one and two. Um, I went to uh the first game uh, against the Dolphins, right, how, and um, how was that? It was. It was you awful. Guys, <laughs> you guys lost to the Dolphins. Like, yeah. I was laughing so hard. Like they lost to Miami. I was like, I'm done. Fumbling within, you know, two and a half minutes while you're in the red zone is not what you want to do either. Right. But, you know, Mac Jones had to shake out the jitters. 
Now he has to shake out the jersey more because next week he has to face Tom Brady. Oh, you're done. You're, you're not. You're not going to be in, in Gillette. In Gillette. Mind you're you. still done. Yeah. You're still done. Yeah, Brady's going to reclaim his home and leave. Still a buck. In that place is yo. Brady's going to get a massive pop too. Angela oh yeah, absolutely. If he doesn't, people are crazy. Right. They're going to go. If crazy he gets booed even announced, people are getting beat up in the parking lot. Okay, but I feel like I feel like even if you feel like booing, you gotta cheer because you're gonna get your ass kicked if you boo. It's Tom Brady. He brought six rings to the franchise. There's, right. there's no way. There's no way he gets booed. And if he does get booed, then they're just uneducated football fans. They're just they're just haters. They're just like traitor, yeah. traitor. It's like it's like us with uh, Johnny Damon when he went to the fucking Yankees in 05. Fucking piece of shit, motherfucker. Not 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 really, but like you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. I mean. It's, you have to appreciate what Johnny did, but it's like you you make that move. It's like um, when Jacoby made that same move. He got a ring, and then he went to the Yankees immediately after. It's like, <coughs> what are you doing? And he didn't do shit for the Yankees. Yeah, and he it, just he ate up their salary. That's what he did. <laughs> he did, isn't? Yeah, I heard from somewhere he's still getting paid by the Yankees too. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he has another year after this year left on his contract, or it's freed up after this year. Must One of the nice. other must be nice. Mm-hmm. Is he even playing? Is he even dressing up? Like, is he in the dugout? No, he has knee trouble, like severe knee trouble. Like he hasn't been around for a while. What the? F- I think the last like, time I saw him was like 2014, and I saw I actually saw him hit a home run in Yankee Stadium. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, but like, what the fuck? It must be nice just to sit there and get paid all that money. Some sometimes people could do it in Boston, and they can't do it in the Bronx, and vice versa. Right. Sometimes yeah. they could do it somewhere else, and sometimes they can't do it in in Boston or on the big stage, you know. Right, right, not for sure, man. Uh, anyway, bro, let's talk about some shows you have coming up. I know you have uh, the show coming up Saturday at the Alps yeah. Lodge, if I'm not mistaken. Tell us about that show. Promote, yeah, show. Halloween Throwdown too. Um, I am for only a couple days after that. More <laughs> a caddy. Not Caddy Hall the third, a caddy <laughs> for um Ryan Frost. Ryan Frost, yep. Shout out to Ryan. I just have I just have to get through these couple more days and then everything will be okay. And then I'm you know back to back to normal. I just, you know, kind of hate it here. No big deal. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh what are some things Ryan Ryan Frost made you do as a caddy, if you know my talking about it? He made me cut grass with scissors. Um, he made me get his coffee order five times because apparently I didn't get it right. And I wrote it down every time. Um, he has made me walk all the way home after events, no phone, no Uber, no anything. Nothing. He's wow. a jerk. He's a jerk. <laughs> he made you order his coffee he made- five times. Can we can we just also dawn on the fact he made me shake hands with the whole front row at Fight for Your Dreams floor? I was there. I was I was not in the front row, but I, I did see that. Like I could have gotten COVID from that. Yeah, you could have. That was that was contact to every single fan. I don't know where that fan is touched. I had to shake every person's hand for a solid like second or two. Right. On top of that. Rude. Oh, rude. That, that kendo stick. I had to grab that kendo stick. <laughs> I don't, I don't do even you, want to know about where the Kendall sticks been. <laughs> do you see Ryan Frost being a caddy to TJ in the near future? In the near future? Um, yeah. If I can make some arrangements. 
Now, would you torture him as much as he tor- tortured you? Oh, oh, fuck yeah. I mean, what kind of question was that? I should have known the answer to that. Ryan is getting it a thousand times worse than he's giving it to me. God, clean the yacht with a toothbrush. He won't be done till <laughs> January. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a lot longer than his time as your caddy, though. Like four, like, let's say like four months to clean clean the yacht. Yeah, but like you know, you can't you can't like be done with the task until he finishes it. So right, you're right, you're right. That's My yacht's pretty big. big. It's pretty big, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Incredible, man. But well, we'll hope to see the yacht at a show sometime. Yeah, you know, if we can put the uh, space boosters on it and you know, hover it over to the event, or have the show on the yacht. How about that? Have the show on your yacht. I mean, the Jericho Cruise is uh, holding me back from that. You know, I don't want to steal Chris's thunder. He might get dead involved, and then you know, you know, yeah, yeah, be mad at me. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, anyway, TJ, man, this has been so much fun. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, man, thank you. I really appreciate it. Of course, bro. I hope to see you uh, in the near future at some wrestling shows. But until then, drop those plugs. Where can the nerds find you? Uh, they can find me at, you got it right there, at TJ Howell the third III, uh, Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, I, I also stream. Um, that's, that's more of like a, uh, I I'll post the link on my pages. Um, but you know, if, if any fans are into video games, I do a lot of that too. Uh, so yeah. All right, nerds. You heard it from the man himself. Go check him out on all social media platforms. This has been an episode of what's up wrestler, a podcast by nerds of wrestling. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out nerds. And that concludes this episode on the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.